Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. the gift that keeps on giving welcome into finsider radio my name is jake mendel joining me is josh house and joshua the offseason you know as people who create content about the sport of football we expect this to be the slow period obviously we're not recording as much uh in terms of preparing for free agency that's still oh my god that's only two weeks away but news broke today espn's cameron wolf is reporting that in a move that nobody was expecting, Kyle Van Noy might be on the chopping block for the Miami Dolphins as the two sides continue to talk it out and see if they can reach a deal. Josh, you're the one who sent me this uh, via Twitter DM. What what went through your mind when you first kind of read that? For me, Jake, and I think uh, what's most shocking is we know that he has familiarity with Brian Flores. We know he was brought here to kind of, you know, run this defense in a sense. We talked about in a previous podcast, every week there was one captain named on this roster and it was Kyle Van Noy. So when you think about that, when you think about how much he meant to this defense, it is a little bit of a surprise, but $9.75 million in cap space to so it free up. We'll talk about, you know, what this means for some of those young players who you have to be excited about. You know, you have to be excited about Andrew Van Ginkle because he looked like a whole different player. You know, he took that leap in from year one to year two, and it's what coaches raved about. Jerome Baker, I mean, I was a guy who was, you know, a little bit hesitant to to crown him like some fans, but he came on. So uh, it means it means a lot of good things for these young guys, but it, it would definitely hurt to this defense to see a veteran, a guy, again, that has all this familiarity with this defense. Brian Flores, right-hand man, it seems to, to cut him now. It means the Dolphins are freeing up space to do something, and I don't know what that means, Jake. The first, you know, obviously we pulled together a little bit of research before recording the show. The first article I saw was a, a pro football talk story about when the Dolphins signed Van Noy, and it was ba- it basically was praising the Dolphins about how their vision, how how they're not making the Mike Wallace, the Danelle Ellerbe, you know, signings anymore, that this is the right idea, this is the right direction that the Dolphins are going in. And here we are a year later talking about a cap casualty. And I think this is a really important concept because whether we're talking about the Dolphins signing Aaron Jones, whether we're talking about the Dolphins uh, trading for Deshaun Watson, there's this idea out there that that the cap is this very solid thing that cannot really be maneuvered. But but that can't be farther from the truth because I looked up this Kyle Van Noy contract, $51 million over four years. $15 million guaranteed at signing, and $30 million total guaranteed. I smashed the panic button when I first read that, Josh. I was like, oh, no, we're going to go back into cap hell or feel-good year. You know, I I went straight to the panic button. I know I'm not one to usually do that, but that's what I did. And then I, then I look at this, this deal, 
The cap hit for Van Noy next year is right around $14 million. Keep in mind, we don't want to sign Aaron Jones for $12 million. Keep that in mind. Uh, but that number drops. If the Dolphins were to cut Van Noy, the dead cap hit is $4 million, which after the last couple of years, looking at the Dolphins' dead cap hit, doesn't really seem like too, too much. And then uh, next year, if they were to cut him, it'd be dropped to $2.7 million and then $1.3 million dead cap in 2023. So what I thought would be a panic move by the Dolphins, trying to free up cap space, I don't want to say it makes sense to cut Van Noy, but you kind of understand the vision that the Dolphins are looking for. And it brings up, uh, I, I think, one big question is why right now? You know, I just kind of said uh, we're two weeks away from the start of free agency. Is this a possible trade bait? Is this just an idea of, hey, our, this is our way of going to the public and telling Van Noy, like, can we restructure this deal? You got $15 million guaranteed at signing. Uh, you really, the, the $14 million this year seems a little crazy, and we kind of want to renegotiate that. But but at the end of the day, you're 100% right in the sense of thinking of Van Noy as a captain, thinking him as that leader on the field of the defense. He, he filled all the all the holes for the Dolphins, and obviously he was dealing with injuries all the way to the end of the year. Uh, I believe it was his hip. You have to wonder, maybe there's still something going on there. I, I really hope not, and I have really nothing to kind of lead me down that pathway. But these are just the kind of things you start to ask yourself about why now, right? Uh, you know, we're a month away from the draft, two weeks from free agency. Why would the Dolphins make a uh, suggestion or, or leak a rumor like this right now? Yeah, and you know, a lot of people are going to speculate it's all because of Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, that's going to be the talk of the town, and they'll somehow spin it that way. But um, to me, you know, this kind of goes back to a point that we said on a previous podcast, and it's about being a fan of the Dolphins. You know, I love what Kyle Van Noy did for this team. We can sit here and rave about what he means as far as leader on that defense. But at the end of the day, you know, the Dolphins are going to be our favorite team. It's going to be the Miami Dolphins with or without Kyle Van Noy. So it's next man up mentality. We know Andrew Van Ginkle. Again, we talked about his um, breakout 2020 season. He had 48 total tackles, five and a half sacks. And then we mentioned Jerome Baker, too, a guy who, again, Dolphin fans, I believe, crowned a little bit early, but back-to-back 100-plus tackle seasons. He had seven sacks coming off the edge. I think he did a little bit more than, you know, even Dolphin fans who loved Jerome Baker thought he could do. So it's players like that and then even getting Vince Beagle, you know, back this year that can make a move like this potentially, you know, could make a move like this happen. And it just goes to how well the Dolphins are run now. You know, we sat here and we talked about it. You read off that contract. I mean, I, I don't sit here and study the salary cap, but when I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, damn, you're right. Right back in the same situation. But, you know, the Dolphins always sign these big names. You know, maybe they give out these big contracts, but they have a way out of it. And we're seeing it here. But uh, I don't know what it means. Could it be that Aaron Jones signing? Could it be a, a Chris Godwin, potentially, if he hits the open market? You know, that Curtis Samuel juju. Uh, we'll see soon enough. I mean, two weeks away, like you said. It's just crazy how quick, you know, we went from missing football to now, you know, okay, we got to get, get into free agency mode and then draft mode because it's right around the corner. When Vanoy was healthy, I, I really you always saw him on the football field. He was always around the play. I think uh, one that sticks out, he barely uh, got an interception that Xavier Howard would have gotten if he wasn't there. But he always seemed very comfortable in that zone defense. He always he never seemed lost. And and yes, the same is true for Baker. But when I look at what, what Vanoy did, it was just consistency, right? You never were worried that oh no, he's alone on an island. He's doomed. You know, you never thought that he was very helpless out there. Like we felt cough cough Jimmy Wilson. <laughs> a while back in the day uh 14 games played uh six passes defended last year uh by van noy two forced fumbled six sacks and the six sacks kind of surprised me a little bit when I, I looked at that number because i didn't think he was back there too too much 
And I guess, Josh, the way to look at this, especially when you bring up names like Vince Beagle, who could most certainly be re-signed. Obviously, he was strong last year. He got the opportunities and took advantage of it. You look- he could also be cut, right, after uh, what didn't he like a picture of Deshaun Watson in a Dolphins jersey or something? So he could already be on his way out. <laughs> Uh, that and you know the the tweet from Cameron Wolf mentions Van Ginkle as someone who's getting a more of a run, which is certainly understandable. He made a lot of big plays last year, and and those are the type of Van Noy and Van Ginkle. Uh, I guess I guess we're gonna start selling Vans around here. Uh, but they play in different type of ways. I, th- I think Van Ginkle's more of the explosive, like, high-risk, high-reward. I'm not saying he gets beat all the time. But, you know, you think about his big plays. It's the block punts. It's the uh, fumble recoveries going 80 yards for a touchdown. Where Van Noy, I think it was just more about his consistency on the field, right? And, and maybe it's in the running game where the Dolphins thought he uh, – the Dolph- they need a little bit of an upgrade. And it's just, it's an interesting thing because when you look at that defense, Josh, I think that linebacker group was probably the weakest unit. And I remember sitting here um, in a, recording an episode of the Finsider asking, you know, how do the Dolphins improve this linebacker group? Because, you know, you mentioned it. Jerome Baker's a guy who does his job well. He's always there. Uh, you know, people might look at Baker as someone who, yes, he has 100 tackles, but he's always chasing guys. Well, that's kind of the scheme the Dolphins play where they're going to give you those four or five yards on first and second down and then force you to kind of go a little longer on on third down. The fact that Jerome Baker wasn't giving up a lot of broken tackles is more encouraging than the fact that, oh, you know, he's chasing guys around. It was always, you know, stopping guys before the first down marker. So that's important. Um, So, Josh, who do you think would be the the strongest guy in this linebacker group if someone like Van Ginkle goes? You have Jerome Baker, who's about to be a free agent. Van Ginkle, rookie deal. Vince Beagle, if they decide to resign him, I don't know how good the market's going to be for him, especially coming off uh, that injury in the preseason last year. Where where do you start? Do you draft someone? Do you just go out and sign another guy? Because going out and signing a guy really doesn't seem like progress to me. Yeah, and that's the million-dollar question. I think, you know, we talked about a little before the show. You mentioned Jerome Baker. He's 24 years old. He's going to need a new contract after next season. You know, could they be freeing up that cap space to, again, be signing some of their own players? I mean, that's a question that's going to be answered. But I think, you know, with or without Kyle Van Noy, they were probably going to address the linebacker unit because I still think they need one of those, you know, you don't want to say a traditional middle linebacker, but they need someone that can, you know, uh, I hate to say quarterback on the defense, but you know what I mean? Just be that thumper in the middle of the defense, you know, kind of what you thought Raycon McMillan would be, but McMillan mm-hmm. had his own warts and, you know, there was reasons why he was traded, whatever it is. But I think they're going to address that, whether it's, you know, I don't know in the first round, but definitely early day too. So they'll need to bring in linebacker help with or without Van Noy. But I think again, what this means is they could be looking to sign Jerome Baker long-term and they have to love what Andrew, Andrew Van Ginkle did, because again, in year two, you know, with this coaching staff, we saw a tremendous, you know, step in the right direction. And I, uh, I think he's only scratching the surface of what he can become. And and you can say the same about Vince Beagle. I mean, I can't remember what the Dolphins gave him, but was it a two-year deal? It was something, you know, minimal, but they they saw progress there. And, again, he was a guy that they brought in here, a low-risk, high-reward, and, you know, he balled out. I think he was, what, a throw in the Kiko Alonso trade, and he ended up uh, doing more than Kiko Alonso ever did with the New Orleans Saints. So um, Dolphins will address the linebacker unit, and I think that will be that missing piece, you know, in the middle of that Brian Flores defense. Josh, when you think about it, like, the the two concepts of – fixing your football team is in free agency and the draft. And it's important to keep in mind that first round picks aren't cheap, right? You think that you draft, you know, you're getting cheap talent, but, but those first round picks start to add up, especially when you have two or three uh, guys coming in, they're hard to get out of. And the dolphins too. I mean, a landed Roberts free agent, Camus, Grigier Hill free agent. So the dolphins need the, the depth isn't there. The depth that we hope the dolphins kind of grow with and the success that comes with it isn't really there right now, especially in the my, linebacker group. So you wonder if maybe, 
maybe Van Noy, you look at it, the Dolphins are trying to make a couple moves, and you can use that num- uh, money to sign a Roberts, to sign a couple backup linebackers to really fill out that depth. Hey, Josh, let's take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll uh, chat about a couple other quick Dolphin notes before we take out here. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Jake, we were getting ready to talk about God knows what, but Mike Garofola from the NFL Network just dropped a bombshell. He is now piggybacking on what Cameron Wolf said, and he is confirming. The Dolphins have informed linebacker Kyle Van Noy he will be released. So as we were sitting here recording it, we were talking about what could happen when the Dolphins potentially release him. It is now official. Kyle Van Noy is no longer a Miami Dolphin. Jake, give me your thoughts. It really comes down to the leadership, right? I mean, I think, you know, whether it was on the field, off the field, uh, Van Noy was always well-spoken. You think about that Patriot system and the Flores connection. What I see here is uh, who's going to step into that role. It really seems like it's Jerome Baker's time to shine, but, you know, this is the time to make that contract, to give him a new contract, because once you get to next year, it's only become more expensive. I think that's the one thing uh, this Dolphin staff, with Chris Greer especially, really understands is the fact that you really can't, if you're going to re-sign a guy, you cannot wait till that final year uh, because it gets really expensive. But Josh, overall, again, this means the Dolphins are really going to try to get uh, different players. They're going to try to make a lot of moves. And who knows? We thought they'd make a couple moves in free agency. Maybe they're going to end up trying to be big spenders. Yeah, Jake, and some of the names thrown out there, we, we heard Hassan Reddick, I believe it was uh, Armando Salguerra mentioned him. We know he's a versatile player, a guy that, you know, many Dolphin fans wanted in the draft a few years back, so that could be a guy that they throw uh, a large contract at. And then there's Levante David, the linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know everyone saw him flashing throughout the Super Bowl, throughout the playoffs. So those are two names that, you know, could warrant those big contracts. And again, they could be a little bit more of what the Dolphins need in the middle of that defense. I mean, Kyle Van Noy brings, but uh, again, it's just crazy that, you know, a year ago they brought in Kyle Van Noy to be that leader, to do all the things that, you know, from our standpoint, you know, and from what we hear from the coaches, he went out there and did exactly what they paid him to do. But uh, to move on after a year, I mean, this is just a testament to just how big of a wild card the Miami Dolphins are under Brian Flores. You know, we can't mm-hmm. say that enough, you know, just how you can sit here and you can say they might not draft a quarterback at three, that, you know, they might not do this and that. No one knows what, they, what they're going to do. And this is proof. Kyle Van Noy is Brian Fuller's guy. He brought him here to be that leader of the defense. Uh, again, by all accounts, he was that. But they're moving on, and it, I'm excited to see what the next step is. You know, we're probably going to finish this podcast, and we're going to hear – you know, some uh, another nugget drop about who the Dolphins are potentially signing. But th- this is just madness, man. And it's all coming on Tua Tungvaloa's birthday. We didn't even get to wish him a happy birthday. So <laughs> happy birthday, quarterback one, Tua Tungvaloa. I mean, th- we were going to center this whole thing around him. And wow, what a day, man. <laughs> what a day. You know, you mentioned it before the break, and I think this is where we should wrap it up. Jason McIntyre, ESPN. Uh, Deshaun Watson was at the Canelo fight at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, you said it. What if they're using this cap space to help finagle a Watson deal? Based on the intel McIntyre has heard, I'm putting Miami ahead of Carolina now as the leader in terms of signing Deshaun Watson or trading for Deshaun Watson. And on top of that, McIntyre doubled down. So it's obviously, it's all spe- speculation, but 
as people who cover this team, it is certainly worth reporting that uh, something like that. I know everyone gets mad talking about Deshaun Watson. You know, he doesn't fit. It's the chemistry. The contract's going to put us back. But as we see here, as we see with someone like Van Noy, uh, money is really adjustable it seems in terms of the cap space and the Van Noy uh, cut is just a sign of that and obviously we're not going to sit here and celebrate it uh, we're wishing Van Noy the absolute best he was a treat to have in Miami he was always around the ball and he was a playmaker and that's what the Dolphins needed obviously they think that 14 million dollar cap hit is a little too much uh, but here we are Josh March 2nd the Dolphins are making roster moves, and the unpredictability is just going to continue from here. Guys, if you enjoyed what you're listening to, if you enjoyed this little snack like that we like to call Finsider, hit that subscribe button. That stuff helps us out so much, and leaving a review just kind of doubles that. If you would like to kind of get up-to-the-date information from either Houts or myself, be sure to hit us on Twitter, at H-O-U-T-Z for Houts, and me can be found. Me can be found. Yes, I'm rolling with it. At jmendel 94 Thank you guys so much for listening. Josh, you have any last words to lead us out here? Nope. Two more weeks before free agency. And, you know, the, the party's just getting started. But we're going to miss you, Kyle Van Noy. Fins up, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air. We're on the ground. We're always in control. When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami.